Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Study of Holy Scriptures, and I am going to read the promotional material and then introduce to you our renowned guest, Dr. Lay. So the promotional material reads, it is important to study the Holy Scriptures. Why? Because when we study and know Holy Scriptures, we can stand on the promises of God and not waver in our journey. Jesus walks and talks with us. When we guard Scriptures in our heart, along with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we have, excuse me, we have access to what we need to learn more and more about Jesus Christ. We have an internal GPS. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God, the word of truth. And that was the New King James Version. Well, once again, we have in our studio Dr. Michael Lay. And uh, Dr. Lay is a true minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He resides right here in the Pacific Northwest in the greater metropolitan Seattle, Washington area. And after serving with King County Department of Corrections as an officer for 35 plus years, Dr. Lay retired, continued to labor in the Lord's vineyard. Dr. Lay is a professor at the Bishop A.L. Hardy Academy of Theology and founder and president of New Beginnings Bible Ministries. Dr. Lay is known as the epitome of servant leadership. So with that, Dr. Lay, welcome, welcome back. Uh, We have had his presence in the audience for two episodes in August. He is gracing us with his presence again in September, and so I just want to say Welcome and thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you're doing with and through Yield to the King Ministry, Hope for Today podcast. So welcome, Dr. Lay. Okay, thank you and uh, good day to all. We're going to, as already indicated, uh, talk about the scriptures. So uh, in our basis, our foundational uh Scripture is Second Timothy two fifteen, which uh, uh, Director Executive Director Brown has already has already read from the New King James Version. But I'm going to read that from the uh, uh, King James Version, and this is in addition to her reading. And it reads like this: Study to show, or excuse me, shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I want to uh, 
once again indicate we're going to talk about the scriptures today and some pertinent points surrounding the scriptures. Now, in terms of our just read scripture, it indicated to us that that in order to be uh, uh, an approved workman, uh, a workman that God is well satisfied with, you have to uh, be a student of the word of God. Many times, uh, preachers and teachers and, and uh, students and saints get the word of God wrong because, uh, one, maybe they haven't studied, or two, they haven't studied enough. That's the primary reason why people get the word of God wrong, the two primary reasons. There may be other reasons out there, but I know those are a couple of, of ones that we uh, notice in, in, uh, throughout Christendom and, and in uh, school and wherever it might be teaching a class. We notice people haven't studied or they haven't studied enough. Uh, the Word of God, in terms of our scripture, tells us that we have to rightly divide the Word. And so we have to rightly divide the Word in various ways. One would be dispensationally. And uh, dispensationally means the appropriate word or meaning of the word or scriptures in a, in a specific time frame or something. Sometimes, uh, like, for example, how this is relevant is, for example, people may uh, uh, take something uh, and apply that to their life and, and make it a truism as it pertains to the scriptures that was directly uh, spoken to Israel. So it may be a promise or a covenant that has made, been made to Israel. It isn't, and there may be some specifics regarding that, but that, that, that their, their specifics uh, aren't the, necessarily the same or a truism that we can apply to our lives. Uh, for example, uh, the covenant land of promise for the Israelites is the land of Canaan. We, that isn't, we're not promised that. We're, we're not promised that, saints. So, so, uh, uh, so we have to divide the word. We have to reckon the word. We have to look at the word in various manners. And this particular study is not to be uh, taken as being all-inclusive of all things that pertain to the word of God in our understanding. Uh, many times, as I already indicated, people don't, uh, uh, people don't get the word of God right because they didn't do do their due duty in terms of study. Uh, the word study, as it appears in this particular verse, carries some a variety of meanings, uh, give diligence, uh, study, be diligent, endeavor, labor. Those are some of the terms that might be connected to that word study as it appears in the verse. Uh, to study uh, the word, we might uh, probably consider that the word study to mean something that we do. We might consider it like a verb, for example, something that we do, we take action on. The uh, Webster Dictionary tells us that uh, study is the process to gain knowledge. And, I, and I'm paraphrasing, that it's the process to gain knowledge. In our particular study, we want to study the Word of God. We want to become familiar with the Word of God, that we may not be uh, uh, we may not be uh, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that may come our way. Uh, 
that we, those uh, those might come, you know, that somebody might teach something today on on uh, a covenant relationship that we have in Christ, and somebody else may teach it another way two days later, and we're trying to embrace and integrate all parts of those things, even though various points are opposite and don't really uh, don't really congeal or go together. Uh, so we have to we have to study the Word of God uh, for ourselves. And that many uh, reasons why people don't study because of some of the words that are connected with uh, study. That when we think of study, a couple words might come to our mind, time. It takes time to study. And then another word that might come to our mind when, we, when uh, somebody gives us a Bible uh, study or a chapter to read is effort. That we might think of, uh, of study as taking time and effort. And indeed it does. And some Christians and uh, even Bible teachers don't study or don't study enough because of the time and effort. I didn't have enough time to study the Word of God. I didn't have enough time to consider uh, that particular doctrinal point. I just didn't have enough time to do all that. I I have several other things that I have to do, and studying the Word of God isn't on that list. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not on the list of what Christians and even Bible teachers do or do enough of. Um, sometimes people just they just grab on to something that somebody else has said, and then they make that uh, a truism concerning the scriptures for themselves and for others. Let's see. Is uh, but Christians, in order to gain heavenly approval, we must study. That's 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 directed to every every. Christian, every Bible teacher, every every Bible preacher, every student of the Word of God, that we must study. And we must study, as already indicated, so we won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Uh, somebody might say to us uh, about doctrine, they may say that the, that isn't a doctrine that the Bible teaches then we're all flabbergasted. Some people might be flabbergasted about what, in fact, does doctrine mean. Uh, and uh, so that's kind of a, a way that somebody might uh, throw you off course or camouflage what they're saying or confuse what they're saying with what you're saying by pointing out that isn't doctrinally found. A doctrine is simply something that is taught. A, do- a Bible doctrine is a teaching point that is contained in the Word of God. Everybody, everybody can, can, by way of study, get the same doctrinal point uh, by way of study. It's there written down. It's not camouflaged. It's not hidden, but it's there in the Bible. Uh, and we can get out of the Bible what we put into it. A lot of times, as I indicated, we don't put enough into it. We don't uh, mine, if you will, uh, dig in, if you, if you will, to the word of God far enough to understand what's being said. Some folks, I heard somebody say on the other day, the reason they read a certain version of the Bible is because they have trouble understanding understanding the uh, Old Testament. Well, that's, a lot of times that has to do with familiarity and study. You know, if you don't study, if you don't become real familiar with the word of God, how can you expect... How, how can I expect 
to understand it. How can anybody expect to understand it if you don't try to put time in there and try to get understanding? And the Bible teaches in all you're getting, get understanding. Get some understanding. Saints of God, that's what we need to do in terms of the Word of God. We need to we need to uh, become familiar with the Word of God. We need to, uh, you know, make it part of our uh, of who we are. We need to integrate it into our life. We need to uh, uh, make it part of our regular daily diet. We we eat breakfast. Many of us eat breakfast in the morning and dinner at night and lunch in between. We should uh, probably put some time in uh, every day or most every day by which we study the Word of God. Well, somebody might say, I don't know how I don't know how I can do that. I don't have anything to study. Well, you can make up something to study, like I'm going to study the book of Matthews or I'm going to study the book of Mark. Or you can get involved in many of the uh, uh, Bible study lessons that are on the on uh, disc or on the Internet or uh, some Bible lesson that somebody teaches. You could take notes and then review them and review uh, what material they went over and discern how doctrinally correct does the Bible really teach what they said. And that has to be something that we all have to do. We all have to know the Bible for ourselves. We can't, we can't rely on the Word of God as it's as it taught by the pastor. We have to, if the pastor teaches a word, we, we should uh, check it out for ourselves, see if that was accurate. Was that information good information? Was it not so good information? So we need to, we need to uh, that's one way that we could study is by, by going back over the pastor's lesson and, uh, and ascertain how correct it, it was. Maybe it was very correct, uh, and maybe there was just some parts that weren't so correct. But we can't do that unless we study, unless we apply ourselves, unless we take time and put effort into the Word of God. Uh, another issue that's related to the Scriptures uh, is uh, understanding the authenticity of the Scriptures, uh, understanding the authenticity of the Scriptures. A lot of times we don't know how the Scriptures came to us, and we don't know uh, how a particular situation was recorded in the scriptures. Uh, and so we have, a lot of times we have to become familiar with various terms that apply to the scriptures that help us to study the scriptures, help us to understand the scriptures, and appreciate the authenticity of the scriptures. We, through this kind of a, a study and understanding, we can understand that one person said that a lot of folks feel like the Ten Commandments are the Ten Suggestions, uh, and that that may be an exaggerated point, but it may be too that by by way of the Word of God, there may be rules and regulations, for example, that govern our actions, and uh, we might we might say, well, we don't have to we don't have to do that because that was Paul, and he was just writing down what he thought was a good idea. You know, we don't have to do what uh, so-and-so said, Peter said, because he was just writing down what he thought was a good idea. The only thing we have to uh, attend to is what those, the red letters in our red-letter edition Bible. 
Those are the only things we need to attend to. All that other stuff we don't need to bother ourselves with. And that's because we're, we're not familiar with the authenticity of the scriptures and how, in fact, the scriptures come to us. Now, I'm not going to talk about all of the, the kind of thinking about how the scriptures come to us, but I'm going to talk about some things as it, as it re, relates to the word of God and that the word of God really is God's word. It's God's word speaking to us uh, as it's written down through various individuals. And three words that I want you to uh, become part of your theological understanding in terms of the scriptures is revelation, illumination, and inspiration. Now, I'm going to define these terms, and these terms may mean a little bit different than what you're familiar with, but I want you to uh, kind of go with the concept and the labeling that I put on the concept. And uh, you could still use your words that you have or understanding that you have about revelation, but revelation in terms of the scriptures, uh, might be applied this way. Uh, Revelation, in terms of the scriptures, is where uh, the scriptures, uh, what is written down, has been directly communicated uh, to an individual. Truth that could not be known by by this individual without it being directly communicated to him by uh, the Spirit of God or God Almighty. An example of this, uh, of revelation knowledge in terms of the scriptures might be in the creation account. When you notice the creation account, there was nobody there when, when the Spirit of God moved across the waters. So there was nobody there in the beginning until Adam came along. And he was, we don't see anywhere where Adam was keeping a record. Uh, where Eve was keeping a record. But the thing is, before the existence, there was nobody to record what was going on. And the Spirit of God revealed this to the, it said, the writer of of Genesis, who is Moses. Moses wasn't there. He, he, you know, he, he had no historical record that he could confer to. But God revealed these truths to him so that he could uh, write them down. Uh, a couple of scriptures I just want to throw out that that relate to to these three words is Second Peter one twenty one and Second uh, Timothy uh, that that Second Second Timothy is that three sixteen. So we want to uh, we'll go back we'll go back over that. But these are this is uh, this is what I'm talking about is in conjunction with those scriptures. So then an example of uh, revelation knowledge might might be more familiar with us in terms of First Corinthians eleven twenty three. In that in that uh, particular scripture, Paul indicates that he's he's sharing with us uh, things that the, the that the that the Lord shared with him regarding the Lord's Supper, and and it's really clearly indicated there that that the Lord shared this with him. He didn't. He had no knowledge of what was going on there. He wasn't part of the the gathering that that uh, that ha- that happened on that particular occasion. But uh, these things were revealed to him. So that's revelation knowledge, and that 
that accounts for many things that we see in the scriptures that you wonder, how did, how, how, how did so-and-so that wrote this Bible, how did, they, how did they come up with this information? Where did they get this from? How did they construct this book? How did they get this book together? It's because of, uh, of the Spirit of God reveals certain truths onto us, and those are included in the Bible. Another uh, uh, word that I want to share with you is illumination. And illumination, uh, in terms of the scriptures, refer, refers, excuse me, refers to the influence of the Holy Spirit upon you know our reading or our study, and that's common to all Christians. And it helps us to grasp the things of God. And uh, Paul alludes to this or writes about this in 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14. And Jesus alludes to it in Luke 10.21. And, and so uh, illumination is that, that uh, by way of uh, bringing it to our understanding, is when we've been studying a particular situation, or a scripture uh, over a period of time, and, and maybe we uh, we oftentimes come back to that situation and, and read it and study it and so on like that, and then all of a sudden one day we 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 something came to our mind that we hadn't you know we hadn't seen or hadn't been uh, hadn't occurred to us previously that uh, you 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 might let me say a light bulb goes off and we see something new that we hadn't seen before. And that particular truth or that particular discovery was always there, but we just didn't see it. We just didn't comprehend it. We just didn't grasp it. But the Holy Spirit uh, brought this uh, to us and, and shared this with us at a particular time. And it wasn't, I want to suggest this, it wasn't any old time, but it was a time where this, uh, this illumination would be effective in our life. This new uh, understanding of the Word of God would be effective in our life. It was a time that we were able to comprehend uh, this particular truth. Uh, Christian, uh, let me see, Christian education is part of building us up in the most holy God and we were built up uh, a step at a time. We're not built up. We don't become uh, super Christians all at once, but it's layers upon layers of work uh, that's applied to our life by the Holy Spirit and by ourselves also and by others around us. And it helps us to be built up to a certain point. And we, uh, some things that we comprehend when we're older Christians, uh, we couldn't comprehend when we were younger Christians because of that process of, uh, of you know, accumulating knowledge, that uh, the accumulation of uh, biblical knowledge is layer upon layer and truth upon truth. Another uh, a scripture that I already alluded to that uh, is important in our next, uh, our next word, inspiration, is Second Peter one twenty one, and inspiration has to do with the communication of truth, and it, and it reads like this. And this is really important in terms of the Bible, by way of knowing that the Bible is the Word of God. For where it says in Second Peter one twenty one, prophecy came not in old times by the will of men, but by holy men of God spake 
as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, by the, excuse me, by the Holy Ghost. And then the second verse I want to share with you, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 states that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So inspiration is, uh, is really important and tells us and lets us to know that, uh, that the scriptures is the word of God. It truly is God's word. Uh, one writer, by way of talking about inspiration, said that it's a strong, conscious inbreathing of God into men, which enables them to uh, enables them to give God's word. So our Old Testament writers, our New Testament writers, they were inspired by God in a certain way. Now, the, now, uh, inspiration in terms of the word of God is like this. I'm going to illustrate it like this. As uh, like a musician plays a tune, none of their instruments, whatever uh, whatever kind of uh, musician that they are, does not have a tune, does not play a, play a sound on its own. It has to wait for the musician to uh, play the tune, and uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't do that on its own. And inspiration is like that, that holy men, it, it, it indicates to us, were moved by the, by, by the Spirit of God to do thus and so. They were, uh, they were moved. They were, uh, the, the word moved, I think, in Second Peter 1.21 has the meaning of to bear or carry, drive, or be driven. So, so the holy men uh, didn't do didn't write the word of God on their own, and they weren't. Some people think that God gave them a thought or God gave them an idea, and they ran with it. They said, "Oh boy, let me write on this. Let me let me talk about that. You know, uh, thank you for sharing that with me, God. That you want me to write on that, I'll do the best I can." No, it wasn't like that. It was a, it was the the will of God that they that moved on these Bible uh, writers, these authors of the Old and New Testament, to write as they did, to do as they, as God would have them to do. It was like they they did as like a trumpeter plays a tune that uh, God uh, inbreathed into these individuals to write thus and so. And the most conservative uh, conservative uh, thought about inspiration is that they did exactly as they were told. That's the most conservative view, that they did exactly as they were told, and they wrote exactly as they were told to write. And the, and the Bible tells us that all Scripture, not some Scripture, but all Scripture is, uh, is valuable to us, is helpful to us by way of, of, uh, of correction, instruction, uh, reproof, and it, all scripture is profitable to us. Even those things that maybe that uh, uh, Satan did. The, the Bible is a historical record, and it, it's the number one uh, history book and, and actually a book throughout the ages. It's the number one bestseller throughout the ages. No other book has been so popular 
down through the centuries. But the Bible, the Bible is, and the Bible is because the Bible contains the word of God, and it's profitable. It's profitable to all of us because not only does it contain the word of God, it is the word of God. It is the word of God. And so in order to be built up in the most holy faith, we have to study. We have to, we have to apply ourselves. We have to take time and effort to be built up in the word of God so that we're able to stand against all, the, all that you know, Satan has uh, for us or against us. We have to be able to, to stand. And the only way that we can stand and make it through life effectively and victoriously as Christians is by studying the word of God and applying the word of God to our lives. We have to study it and we have to apply it. It, does, it can't just be head knowledge. It has to be heart knowledge. David said, and this is one of my final thought, is David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, that I might not sin against thee. It's the word of God that will keep us from sinning. You know, the word of God will, will enable us to be victorious. The word of God will help us to be successful in our various endeavors. And it's the word of God that will help us to get through each and every situation in life. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no situation in life that, that isn't, uh, you know, isn't, applicable or uh, that the word of God that won't help us to overcome. So I want to encourage us all on today to study the word for ourselves, be built in, up in the whole, most holy faiths for ourselves, and be the servants that God has called us to be. Uh, God bless you and God keep you. And, and uh, uh, Naja Brown is back in your, sister Naja Brown is back in your hands. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing that I would add to your uh, sermon, your sermonette this 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 afternoon, evening, or morning. Uh, you covered it all. I love the fact that you brought up the reasons why we should study, but not only that, the authenticity of the Word of God. And so that comes up as an objection a lot of times. Uh, people want to object to the Word of God being true and accurate because it's gone through different translations, different languages, and it was written by man. But you covered all of that. And so I just want to thank you um, for that. And so with that, I'm going to say, I'm just repeating what you've already heard, but it is important to study the Word, the Bible, because God's Word guides us in the right direction in life. It illuminates the way ahead of us to the right or to the left so we can clearly, clearly see which way to go. Through every season of our life, your life, my life, the ups and downs we face, the mountains and the valleys, we can assuredly and confidently know that God is always with us. He will lead us by the Holy Spirit and through the revelation, illumination, and inspiration of his word. And with that, I want to say may God bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we will talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. Dr. Lay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you want to say anything else before we sign off? Thanks to God, just study. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.